Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better. Something designed with you in mind. Like the new Inspire Leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. In this episode, we have an exclusive conversation with Adam Frost, recorded at BBC Gardener's World Live. Hosted by presenter and broadcaster Nikki Chapman, the live audience listened in as Adam discussed how his own garden has developed over the past year. So how's your year been? Because it's been an exciting time for you, hasn't it? Changing gardens. We've followed all that progress through. It's been really good, actually. I mean, obviously, I think most people know why we moved now. So um, I've now been there 18 months and I think I did some filming. And then actually, I think I might say whether it makes it or not, it... I think 18 months on, it's now starting to feel like my garden. And what I mean by that is I got a lot of the hard landscaping in, a lot of stuff building last year. But this year, through the winter, I added the structural planting and I'm coming out and it, it feels like it's mine now. So I think that's been quite exciting part of it, really. I mean, it was your choice to move and to start again. Is there something quite liberating? Oh, man. You know, not exactly stepping away because you're leaving your legacy there and that's beautiful and someone else can enjoy it. But actually, because I don't know how many people here have started a garden from scratch. The lady down the front, I see quite a few people. Yes. Did you all find it quite liberating? Or frightening? Yeah. (laughs) Liberating, yeah. The expensive, expensive, yeah. I think the I think the moving very thing, expensive, very expensive, yeah. I think the moving thing was. I get loads of people say to me, you know, but you left that big beautiful garden, Frosty. You left it, you know, and actually that that wasn't difficult because point one, I've spent most of my life creating gardens and leaving them for other people, so that wasn't difficult. But also at the same time, that garden had become so big for me personally, i.e., I was about the only one looking after it that it just became this big, long list of jobs. Whereas now, I feel totally and utterly re-engaged. So I'm, the, you know, come down, coffee, bang, out. 
and, and I'm on it, you know, and I'm even getting Mrs. Frost. She sent me some pictures last night of just to make sure things are all right. You know? oh, so I'm is back, she watering? I'm back at it. Yes, she is. Yeah. Which is not always a strong foot, Paul. You know, she forgets stuff. But she, no, seriously, she's one of the ladies. She says, do you want a cup of tea? Yes, darling, I'd love a cup of tea. Then she walks off and does something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think she gets the medal, though. I think she gets the she medal. She gets in what putting yeah. up with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did call my husband last night to say, "You have watered, haven't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course I have." Yeah. And then about ten minutes later, I got an additional text, but I'll do the front in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty percent got there. Yeah, 50%. exactly. No, so so I think that side of it's been, it's been brilliant, and I think um, I mean Jason's down here taking pictures, and we've just started a, a new book. So Jason's doing the photographs for my new book it's nothing to do with what he's doing there I don't know but but actually he's come on that journey with me and I think we've been started photographing the process and he said the other day when we come around wow it's it's just starting to bounce and be you and I've divided it right up now so I think when I got there you know the layers were in place but it all felt open the garden front garden's quite big now I've started to really divide it up so say over the winter I put a lot of structural planting in so I had the layers but then I've added height to start to really break the space up. Because I think sometimes in our gut, we're a bit, we worry a little bit about trees and even large shrubs because we think, ah, oh, it's going to overcrowd us. It's going to, but in reality, those trees are so important, you know, to create little view lines, to the privacy, but also that first line of habitat. You know, most things that are going to come into your garden are going to fly in. You know, so in reality, that first layer of trees is so important. And I feel like now I'm probably only one tree short of, of having the trees right in the garden. And that's really a winter job as well. You know, I think we've, the climate's changed so much that planting trees through the spring going into the summer is quite a challenging thing to do now because you're putting a tree under an awful lot of stress. So I've gone back even on our jobs, in quite an old-fashioned way to, to plant in, in autumn and winter, um, so say. So I did all that, and then now it's down onto the next level, which is the exciting bit, which is people will get excited about, so, yeah. Is it difficult to wait, to pull back and think, actually, I could do that right now, but it doesn't make sense. I'm going to give it four or five more months before I actually plant it. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, I'm, I'm no different. I'm, yeah, I'm a designer for a living, but actually I've still got the slight plantaholic that sits on this shoulder that goes, yeah, Frosty, but you could have 10 of them and you could have 20 of them and another one of them. And, you know, and, and I was, I mean, I was worried. I did some planting last week for, for Gardeners World and I had to plant under a, a hedgerow, you know, and I'm doing it and I know I can keep it alive. And I'm, I'm just, as I'm explaining it, I'm hoping that other people get, the full story because I'm saying I'm planting it now but it's near my greenhouse and I know I won't forget about it you know and then you just hope that it goes through an edit I was about to ask that because when you're doing anything on television and and some of you may know I do a show called Escape to the Country some of the best lines get cut out yeah but you don't no one laughed, thanks. No. Um, but yeah. you, you, we don't really have any say so much, do we, no. for the edit? So, in actual fact, Adam could be explaining something that takes 10 or 15 minutes, and then somebody's got to work out the whole show. It's like a jigsaw putting it together. So, often, your best lines hit the cutting Oh, yeah, floor, exactly. So, this idea of, you know, and I'm probably explaining it just in case it doesn't make the edit, and you lot know now what I was actually talking oh. about. But, you know, I, I mean, even this time of year, I get a little bit nervous about, about planting. Um, if I'm taking stuff home, you know, from the show, I'm keeping an eye on the weather. 
Do I put them straight in the garden? Not necessarily. I mean, I've got a load of stuff out the back there already. It will stay in containers. It will get watered near the house. Is that yours in the green room? Yeah, that's mine in the green room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got, and I've got to pick some more up on Sunday. So, yeah, so I think it, yeah, I suppose, the, you know, the long answer is, yeah, you have got to hold yourself back at times. You know, at the end of the day, what you're doing in your garden is you're planting living things. Also, you're saying your garden's been created over the last 18 months and you've got a way still to go. But during the last 18 months, we have had the most extreme oh, weather. Man. Now, you're in a very dry... We were talking to Monty yesterday and he was talking about long meadow and how wet it is and clay the soil is, even though he's got dry areas in his garden. But for you, it's the opposite. You're sandy, I'm guessing. No, no, we're clay, but we're clay on a limestone bed. Does everybody know where the, where um, Adam's Garden is? So, so sort of little place called Stamford, so which is just above, well, it's above Cambridge, Peterborough, over on the sort of east side, just off the A1. So it's, it's I mean, it's classed as one of the driest parts of the country, but. In reality, we're clay on a limestone bed, so all the houses around us are limestone. Um, I mean, it's, it's a bit like the sort of Cotswold builds, really. But they describe it, it's a bit like the Cotswolds, but without the snobbery. <laughs> That's what they say. What about, about the price tag? Yeah, yeah, the price tag's not too bad either. But yeah, so I think soil work... But last year, we went from... We went from literally, didn't we? No rain, heat. And I think we lost so many plants over the winter because then we had, in September, we had some rain. Everything went, oh, oh, I fancy a bit of this. And then we put it in a freezer, turned the freezer on and off. So we soaked it, froze it, soaked it, froze it. But surely when you're planting, it, you know, for new gardens, it must oh, have nightmare. any more stress. Nightmare. So I, I lost all my aeoniums, I'd, I'd in, which were even in the greenhouse. I left some succulents that I gambled with in the gravel garden. They've gone. Surprisingly, though, I thought I'd lost some ginger. I thought I'd lost my dahlias. Last two weeks, they've appeared out of the ground. Wow. Which has really annoyed my mate that grows dahlias because it means I'm not going to buy so many off him again. Uh. But he went, no, nah, really? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, so some of those guys out there are over the moon that we've had a crap winter. I think, you know, we, we talk <laughs> Every about... Every cloud has a yeah, silver, silver lining, lining. Yeah, exactly. There'll be plenty of people in that marquee that will get holidays this year because <laughs> of that, you know, really bad winter. But I think... I think as well, one thing we're doing as gardeners is that sometimes we're not, that weather was exceptional, but this whole conversation about climate, we're not disconnecting it from weather. And that's the bit that worries me a bit at the moment. You know, you, it, we were at Chelsea, weren't we, a couple of weeks ago, and people are talking about, oh, we'll be planting Mediterranean plants, we'll be doing this, we'll be doing that. I, that worries me. Because I, I think that actually in reality, yeah, we've got climate change. But that's not the same thing as weather. Weather in this country is always going to be unpredictable. So, yeah, you might grow Mediterranean plants. You might even grow subtropical plants in X amount of years. But I still think you're going to get, even if it's a year out of 10, a year out of five, you're going to get a wet year. Because history tells you that. You know, it, it, we've still, we still now, we can still have late frosts. We can still have really, you know. I mean, we That's had a thunderstorm. So well, we forget, don't we? Do you remember when you were at school and you did the school trip? You know, it was always hot, wasn't it, in the summer? It wasn't hot at all. We used to have loads. No, so, of so I think we've got to be mindful, you know. And, and I think reality, actually, for in, environmental change, what we're planting and how we'll plant, the answer is diversity. Um, which I think, for a designer that was taught all about monocultures. I was said, you know, oh, I'll plant five silver birches, a couple of them, a couple of them. Job done, take a few bob and go home. It's just changed. It's just, you've now got to look at 
a huge diversity of plants that are going to actually safeguard your garden. Well, can we explain that? Because there's going to be people here that absolutely get that. Does everyone, who gets that? Yeah, lots of experienced gardeners. There's going to be the more newbies like me, even though I've been lucky enough to do Chelsea for many years. That's because she doesn't listen at all, she just talks. (laughs) (laughs) She should be a genius by now, this lady, I tell you. No, I do listen, but I have one of those brains that it goes in one ear and it hangs around for a few days and then it's gone. If you think of everything that I've learned on Escape to the Country... So what what she really means is the moment someone says cut... No, I, I don't retain. No. There we go. Please tell me there's somebody else who's like me. Yeah. We have the enthusiasm. I always got A for effort, but C for achievement at school for a good reason, because it doesn't hang around. So for people But to be fair, like your me... husband is over the moon that you don't retain. Because <laughs> he, he thinks if you retained, you wouldn't still be with him. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to gun. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, for people like me, and I might be the only one, so bear with me on this. Explain that. Explain. So, I, I, so it, for me, um, when I'm talking about diversity, I suppose I'm dealing with bio um, security. So I don't know. We're now in a place where there's 2,000 pests and diseases on DEFRA lists. So, um, and you're looking, you know, our wooded stocks. So things like our oaks, our larches. We've seen what's happened to our ashes. Things like that are being bombarded for every single direction. So you've got that to deal with. That's not going to go away. But then on top of that, you've got loss of habitat that is incredibly scary. Ninety-seven percent of wildflower. You know, I mean, it, the percentages that we've lost of, of green space since the war are mind-blowing. So you're dealing with these different things. So when you're creating a garden now, and we've gone through stages of, oh, let's have big waves of herbaceous plants, let's do this, let's do that, and which to me is beautiful, but it feels all a bit gimmicky. Whereas actually, if you want to create something that's going to see the test of time, it, it needs to have layers. So if you look, you look at the trees, if you look now at trees, look at diversity. Don't put five silver birches in and think that's your garden done because you like silver birches. Think about shapes, forms. You know, it might be that you need X shape up there to deal with a view. You might want a dapple shade there and then start to make sure that those trees are slightly different. But you're not just choosing those trees for their ornamental properties, you know, whether it's flowers, leaf colour, whatever. How long are you going to plant? You're going to plant a tree that's going to last 30, 40 years now? Or are you going to plant a tree that's going to last 100 years? Because all of a sudden, no one said to me at college that I'd be planting trees for carbon lockdown. You know, so actually, that's changed to start with. So in reality, then then you're looking at a shrub layer. And, And if you can then introduce the right amount of shrubs in your garden, but actually give them room to grow, you know, within that, diversity of, of flower, diversity of leaf shape, diversity of, of sort of ornamental colour. Um, how many people here actually design a garden or look after their garden thinking of the next people that are going to inherit it? Because I don't. I'm Oh, look, people better than me. There are people there that thinking as they're planting I would the hope next so. generation. That's, I mean, that's really the mindset, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you, when you plant a tree, you're planting that for another generation, ultimately. That's what you're doing. You're, you know, you're leaving a tree behind for another generation. I think... That's the reality. So I think if you start, what I'm saying, in rea- I suppose, is if you build your garden in layers, you go trees, you go shrubs, 
you go herbaceous, and then you start to look at your, um, your bulbs and bits and pieces. But within that, a little bit, you know, a decent amount of native, but actually in reality, we can't even do that anymore. We can't just go, there's a lot of people that are still going, we need natives, we need natives, we need, well, we do. But actually, our environment has changed that much, that, that natives, we've got to experiment more, we've got to explore what will be the planting for the future. You know? So how so, much are you of a risk taker when it comes to your garden? Huge. Or do you, oh, okay, because I just wondered yeah. whether the pressure of filming for Gardener's World, or actually, I'd, is that a good thing I to think do? in a way, I'm better off saying to these guys, look, I've gambled with the succulents, and they've died, than me going, oh, yeah, I, I you know, and Telly's guilty of this sort of thing. So it's not Gardener's World so much, but, you know, oh, the succulents die, quick, get some more in. We don't want people to think they've died. Monty and I were talking about it the other day. I think like we actually should be really honest and say this worked, this didn't work. You know, and, and maybe my job is to experiment for people so they go, well, Frosty's got that wrong, you know, which is fine because I can rethink it, rework it. So, yeah, I mean, I look at that garden that I'm creating as one big experiment. That's all it is. So the diversity that I've put in there already... Yeah, I don't want to get too much away because you're going to see it next. I'll give you one little bit. So yeah, I do, because you're hosting as well, yeah, aren't you, in the next yeah. few so, weeks? So I've, I'm my wildflower. So I've put in two lovely patches of wildflower turf. And because it's not a very big area, I've invested in the turf rather than the seed. The front looks absolutely spot on, looks great. And then the back was going to be like an unkept lawn, much to Mrs. Frost's like, she's probably... <laughs> so I had to lay these bits around the edge to make it look like I was doing it on purpose. She's coming on board slowly, but you know what she's like. She's not short of an opinion, is she, my wife? Um, so I had to manage it. So I was, and what I mean by that is I, I was gonna, I was gonna cut it every so many weeks. And so it, it still looks like semi-controlled. And I was watching it grow, watching it grow, watching it grow. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll just leave it a few more days. And then I think I was away for a few more days. And I got back and it had put on another bit. So I thought, sod it, I've got to top it anyway. So I topped it. Oh, my God. And then it didn't rain, did it? For about bloody two weeks. And yeah. then it goes brown. And then I'm thinking, oh, this is great. Um, brilliant. But actually, we've had a downpour. And it's coming back. Well, I've taken some photographs. I took some photographs of it when it had browned. I've shared those, back to the edit thing, I've shared those with the guys. So it'll be interesting to see Thursday, because I say on camera, I got this a bit wrong to start with, <laughs> but actually it's coming back now. And, and I think sometimes that's the thing with gardening is most things are quite tough. You know, grass is the most successful plant on the planet, but actually they will come back if you let it. And I think the lovely thing with the two lawns is the moment the sun gets on the front, you can see this thing come alive. And then later on in the day, it's a different set of insects that are using the lower cut, more like long grass. So you know that that diversity is there straight away. It's not big patches, they're not big areas. And, then so, and I think that with this garden is what it's, what it's all about. It, it feels nice to just be somewhere, experiment, play you know i've had a bit of fun with um trying to grow some celery in the driest part of the country you know so i've added a load of stuff in and tried to and then surrounded it with stuff and trying to make it not lose water you know it goes right or it goes wrong and but that's the fun of it gardens are never finished no but is the end in sight or not no 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 there's loads to do there's loads and loads and loads 
to do, yeah. And I think And he's I, also saying that so that he can keep filming on his garden for the next two, three years. Yeah, I think there is loads to do. And I think um I think we've sort of decided that, you know, with everything that went on family wise, we I think we've decided actually in reality we'll we'll probably stay there. Lovely. I think so. There's you know, there is conversations at certain points as to well, what do we do when the kids move out or whatever, but but I think at the moment I'm enjoying that garden. So it'll be interesting. When I, I suppose what, you're, what I'm saying is when I finish it, finish it as in designed and created it, not ever finished it, will I want to go and do it again? Um, I'm not sure at the moment. Hello, this is Kevin from the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation recorded at BBC Gardener's World Live, why not join us at our autumn fair at Audley End in Essex? It's taking place from the 1st to the 3rd of September and there'll be plenty of live chat on the magazine stage, plus beautiful borders, showcase gardens and loads of plants to buy. Find out more and get tickets at bbcgardenersworldfair.com.